0: Hey, 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 it's the Steve Maraboli Podcast. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for all the kind words, all the kind messages, and for sharing and listening, downloading. I appreciate it. Thousands of you all over the world. I really appreciate it. It's great to be back doing podcasts again, even if it took a global pandemic to get me uh, back behind this microphone a little earlier than than uh, we had scheduled, but I'm so happy to be here. Uh, thank you so much for, for sending in your comments. We're doing it a little differently now where I'm actually... Uh, we're posting uh, that we're about to do a show and if you have any questions comments and we look them over and then do the show So uh, we really appreciate that that way you participate. So I feel excited about it And at the same time you're getting literally exactly what you ask for. So thank you so much Please leave us a five-star rating That uh, helps other people find this show Guess what this time joining us? Joining us from a secret bunker, some sort of quarantine bunker, somewhere out there. Steph, welcome back.
1: Hi, it's good to be back. How you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm doing good. It's uh it's, it's a, a quiet, serene, almost eerie kind of New York. But especially added with we've had, uh, with the exception of a couple of. of almost sp- warm spring like days it's been kind of rainy and cloudy so the the gloom adds a little bit more eerie feeling to it uh but but being the absolutely dynamic introvert that i am uh nothing much has changed <laughs> other than other than uh not being able to go to the to the gym and 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 uh strangle and be strangled in jiu so aside from that um and we'll see we'll see what toll that takes it it's it's uh It's going to be. We're going to see what's more destructive, coronavirus or me without the gym as an outlet. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna find out. Uh, how's it going for you?
1: Uh yeah, everything's great. I not much has changed. I know not much has changed for you as far as the quarantine life. Um, but yeah, uh, th- things are good. Staying safe, social distancing, and. Excited to be back on the podcast.
0: Yeah, social distancing for me was just—it's—it uh, was just my life. I think you mm-hmm. had—you had even posted uh, a, our meme of that where you're like, yeah. "Wait, my day-to-day <laughs> life." That's everyone apparently calls that social distancing, but that's just my my day-to-day. My my close friends laugh because I'm I'm the guy that you invite to every party but goes to absolutely none of them. <laughs> and when I was younger I would kind I would find all kinds of excuses where now I'm just like, hey, no thanks. Love you all so much. Uh, but no thanks. Um, so it's it's interesting. <laughs> also interesting career path I chose, or actually the path chose me. Steph, the path chose me. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I appreciate you uh, keeping together the social media stuff, uh, letting me uh, interject here and there. I feel like uh, I love feeling connected to everybody, so uh, thanks for that. What do we got going for this show?
1: Okay, well I. Ask the question. We ask the question on our social media, on Instagram and on Facebook. Do you believe in soulmates? Ooh. And we yeah. We got hundreds of responses.
0: And and it's so interesting when you ask that question because it's again a uh, uh, perspective and experience, right? So mm-hmm. you find people in different levels of of relationship status. That believe it or not, or they'll say, "Well, I used to until you know it, it's it's amazing how we can have these magical ideas and have it be shattered by just one asshole, like how it could <laughs> just be one person who mm-hmm. we ignored, and and it's not like I know that we love to say it was out of nowhere. But that's like, that's one of the biggest self lies, you know, it wasn't out of nowhere. You ignored every flag you were. You ever see those down? Well, you're from Utah, so you definitely have seen those downhill slalom skiers. <laughs> that are just yeah. going around the flags and like the whole way down the mountain, they're going down the flag. Mm-hmm. That's me in relationships. And that's a lot of people in relationships or you're like, oh, yeah, there's someone just like, out of nowhere. Are you kidding? <laughs> you slalomed past every flag. You saw it and moved around every flag like a downhill skier. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then when you crash at the bottom, you're like, out of nowhere. I didn't <laughs> see it coming. You saw it coming coming you saw it coming but um but yeah it's interesting how that can then have this tremendous effect on on your view on magical things and, and it mm-hmm. takes away from you also um I'll, I'll hopefully we'll get into the show uh, uh, later on how what what it can steal from you what you're what you can steal from yourself by letting the whole universe be limited to how one person can make you feel uh, and, and especially if it's a negative way, what were you getting as far as, uh, comments? Cause I imagine comments, uh, blew up as the kids would say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got, we had a funny one from Paula on IG. She said, martial arts is my soulmate.
0: My ball, my buddy, Paula. Yeah. <laughs> I love Paula. Let me tell you something about Paula. So Paula's, uh, someone we train with at the gym, who's also become a, a friend of mine, but and and hopefully she doesn't mind me uh, talking about her briefly. So Paula is my age. She is this little itty bitty thing who mm-hmm. will knock out a truck like she is powerful. <laughs> and, and, and I don't just mean strong. I mean, powerful. I mean, she can uh, she's resilient, she's powerful and life has has challenged her enough that she has a, she has the type of strength that, uh, that you come to admire. So you combine that with, with Ray Longo and, and, and Jenny Nadell for guidance and the, (laughs) and the rest of the team. And, and Paula, I understand what she says by, uh, by martial arts being her soulmate. I'm sure that, that, uh, in many times, like for me, it's been therapy and and Mm -hmm. the most reliable friend, uh, throughout the year. So yeah, I'm glad that she wrote in and, and I I'll forever admire people, uh, People like Paula.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So we have one that's uh, Nava on Instagram says, "All right, we're get, we're going deep. We're going deep, deep.
0: Steve." <laughs> <laughs> you you asked a question about soulmate. What do you want them to do? Sing a song? Of course, we're going I... deep. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> All right. So she says, "Yes, I do, but not sure if they stay your soulmate forever. Do we have more than one soulmate then?"
0: um so if you're asking me uh, i i assume that some people wanted to know my opinion i know it drives <laughs> yeah. them crazy we ask questions but i rarely say um <laughs> like when when i don't know how long it's been but we should ask we should ask do you believe in ghosts we should oh, that's we should have those. let's have a paranormal discussion uh yeah. but that's for another show so as far as she said uh I'm not sure, but do they stay your soulmate forever? I don't know that anything stays anything forever. You know what I mean? Like as far as that Mm -hmm. goes, Um, my personal opinion on soulmates is I think I'm so here's (laughs) here's the thing with me. (laughs) I am both a complete skeptic and also completely magical minded at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I find magic and majesty in the science of reality. In other words, I think that in the vast existence of this universe, all the people, if you think about all the people who have existed, you think about all of the, the families and relationships and all of the calamities, all of the things that have existed in hundreds and thousands of years, hundreds and thousands of years, over billions of years, who knows, but all of that existed, and you're here for this little blip, this little eye blink of, of time that you're here, that to me makes every single person that's here with you during that eye blink of time really, really important. And so I think everybody's your soulmate. I think that you, you, you don't not have any soul. Like I think every single person's your soulmate and it depends on the clarity of your vision the clarity of your vision to see to what degree they have something to teach you about yourself. You very rarely learn about other people. What you're learning is about yourself because you're looking through the lens of your experience, right? So for me, the soulmate could be, you know, I tell that story about about the guy who who couldn't pick up his kids because he was holding his luggage. So do, yes. you, do you remember that story? So it's for those of you who don't, it's, it's, I usually tell it when we're talking about letting go, but I'll tell it really quickly. I was coming back from a trip from somewhere and, uh, the plane was late and I uh, just want to get home. I, have you ever gotten off a plane and just all you want to do is get home. So imagine uh, how many planes I've been on and how many times I just, again, we go back to the introvert thing. I just want to get home. You know, I took the microphone. <laughs> I went on the stage. I killed it. Changed some lives. Can I please go home? Uh, please. You know. So that's that's the way that I felt. So got off the plane and started leaving. And uh, and I was walking, and I there was this guy walking a little bit ahead of me, and he's holding his bags, you know, from from the the trip. And I hear, you know, Daddy, 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 and super excited. And I'm looking around, and 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 these little kids these little kids are are, I'm not sure how old but little, uh, super jumping up and down going daddy, daddy, daddy. And, and as that guy got closer I, at this point, I'm just people watching. And at that guy got closer, um, he's holding his bags in the air, like, uh, out, uh, like outstretched arms because they're at his feet, like pulling at his legs and stuff. And he's <laughs> trying not to hit his kids in the head with the, with the, uh, with the bags. And so he's holding that are like daddy, 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 daddy. And I remember looking at this and saying, isn't that interesting? Because Steph, as you you know I turn everything into a life metaphor and I couldn't help but look and say look look he he's holding on to the baggage of his journey and because he is he can't experience the love all the love and everything that's at his feet right now um if he would just put down and let go of that baggage he could reach down and hold what's at his feet right now so for me That story is powerful. But with that guy who doesn't even know I exist, I don't think at any time he saw me. That guy is my soulmate. I learned something from that dude. He taught me more than some person who might have talked to me for years may have been able to teach me. I learned by watching him. To me, that's a soulmate. Because I was maybe... Clear enough to see and experience, and maybe I was tired enough to not be in such a rush where I did stop to watch. You know, another version of me might have kept walking. Oh, I got time, I don't have time to listen to kids be excited. <laughs> Those that version has existed plenty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I would have missed the entire lesson. But I think that everybody can and would be your soulmate, affect you in a positive or negative way. So, do you outgrow them? Sure. I just, I just think that, that you, you, for me, everything is just frequencies and channels and programs, right? So it's just, you, you might outgrow them like you outgrow a TV show, but then you're watching a different TV show, but are all coming from the same TV. And I, I think that soulmates are, are exactly that in this blink of an eye in time that you are here, all of these programs, almost 8 billion of them are playing. And we can each learn something from something in there if we pay attention to it. It might be something good, it might be something bad, it might be whatever, Um, but I think everybody's a soulmate. Now when we get into the more traditional idea of a soulmate, when we talk about soulmates in the traditional idea and what most people are answering They're talking about intimacy, whether it's a couple intimacy or a friendship intimacy. They're talking about an intimate thing. But I, I broaden it. I broaden it to allow the magic to be larger. So for me, I I, I place less rules on magic. I think that's why people get frustrated with me when I talk about religion. Mm-hmm. And because for me, they're like, that means you don't believe in God. No, no, that's not, that's the opposite. It's not that I don't believe, I just don't want to confine them to a prison of an old story. And so it's, it's, uh, it's, I love allowing for magic. I love that a guy I never knew, never met, only watched at a time that I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm, uh, my hair's a mess, I'm, I'm, my clothes is wrinkled, but I just sat in an airplane, I'm, I just want to go, and at that time, that guy can still teach me something, I'll talk about for years, and that, talk after talk, people will come up to me and say, Oh, that airport baggage story really changed the way I interact with my kids in my life. And that guy without ever even facing me, his back was always towards me without even facing me. He has impacted millions of people. I would never want to steal that soulmate story from myself. But when people are talking about the intimacy of it, yes, I think there are people you click with I think that there are people you click with, some people that feel familiar, and people that you just you introduce yourself, but it feels like you're almost reintroducing yourself to them. They feel familiar. And depending on the the, the damage and, and stuff we go through in life is how long that stays, that kindling stays lit, uh, that varies. But I think that everyone's a soulmate. Did I bore wow. you, Steph?
1: No, I, I feel was just like being I quiet bored and, like, you. Cut that up and put that out there. <laughs> you're,
0: you're you're always at work. You're always, always, at, always work. at work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, that
1: was that was first of all, that was really beautiful. I love that you can find like the magic in science, and it's kind of like it's almost like a it's like a Carl Sagany type way of looking like we're all stars. Or star it's up, a
0: Steve all... Maraboli type of way of looking <laughs> it, at things. And it is. I really think I I just. For me, Steph, Steph, we're here for such a little amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to see magic everywhere I look. I don't want to limit the rules. I, I, I don't want that. Which is why, as, as I get older, I cut out the things that don't feel that way. The mm-hmm. things that aren't the 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 watering of dead plants, whether it's people or behaviors. I, I, I just stopped because I know that that nothing grows just cuz you're watering it and want it to doesn't mean it will and so i'd rather focus that energy and attention on something that can and will be magical were the people were people who were responding to the soulmate thing were they mostly doing like kind of intimate relationship stuff
1: yes um oh, well a lot of people said yeah my soulmates you know, uh, it can also be friendships and things like that. But for the most part, they were they were thinking about romantic partners.
0: And then it's like always the, the heartbreaking ones like, um, you know, of course, I had my soulmate, but they're dead. And you're like, oh, oh God, so sad. that sucks. But <laughs> that sucks. again, it's a soulmate. It's not a human mate. The human part yeah. can die and will right. die. One hundred percent so far, it has a one hundred percent success rate of death for humans, but it's a mm-hmm. soul meat, so that can't die. I love that, I absolutely mm. love that so uh while I can't answer that for for everyone, um it's what I'm thinking every time I read it
1: that's you know what I was thinking about when I was reading the comments that quote about you know love didn't hurt you, like love's the only thing that doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. And for all the people who are saying, I used to, I used to believe in soulmates. I just think, wow, like that wasn't love then. Like <laughs> love doesn't hurt you. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, it, it's, it's the truth. It's, it's, um, like I said, it's, I, and, and I say this out of experience. I don't say it, you know, me, I, I don't mm-hmm. say it out of, out of preachiness. I say it out of experience. We do something atrocious to ourselves when we allow the magic of this human experience, the magic of this spiritual enchanted world, the the magic of this universe be stolen or dimmed by some asshole. It's just, we, I've done it too many times and Mm. won't ever again there's people out there for some reason Steph. i don't know and guess what neither does anyone else but for some Mm. reason you can bend over backwards for someone you can do anything for them and they will stab you in the back in a second and show you less loyalty than a complete stranger will when you've done nothing for them that's just, I don't know why, why? I don't know why, but that is a human thing. That's why people like, I think it was Twain who wrote the the more I get to know people, the more I love my dog. I think that yeah. that's, that's why maybe that was Oscar Wilde. It was either Twain or Wilde or something, but the point is that that is a common saying and a common expression. And I think that's why I think it's because the predictability of human disappointment is always there. -hmm. So what we have to do is is emotionally defend ourselves and recognize number one, it's not it has nothing to do with us. That one took me a while. Has nothing to do with us. I used to think, How could you do this to me? How could you I used to think that kind of stuff. And even on the other hand, when I would wrong someone and they'd say, How could you do this to me? And I'm thinking, um, I didn't do it to you. You, you weren't even, I was so selfish. You weren't even in the equation. It was wow. at no point in time was I thinking, Oh, let me hurt this person. I just did something selfish and it hurt you. And that sucks and makes me an asshole. But it also helped me see the other way around when I'm telling people, Hey, how could you do this to me? How could you do? I realized, wait, it had nothing to do with me. They were being selfish. They were, they were in their own set of survival skills and their own, you know, beautiful brokenness. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, And I was nowhere in the equation. And so uh, this this kind of helps. And it helps you see that just because someone you thought was a soulmate um, and it's not that you thought they were soulmate. You thought they were soulmate defined in a specific way. When they turn out to be defined in a different way, maybe they're not your forever. Maybe they're not your, your knight in shining armor. Maybe they're not your, your, last, your, your, your last dance. You know, maybe they're not that. Uh, you can just adjust the definition. Well, they helped me see some of the things I love. Some of the things I love about this person, I want that in relationships. So now they help me see that that's something I'm looking for. Some people will show you that you like something you didn't know you liked. Some some people make you miss something you didn't even know you like, but also they give you the opportunity to point out the things that you don't like. I don't like this. I don't like that. And they help you set a gauge. So you can't control what they did or didn't do for you. You can't control how heartbreaking the experience of that is, but you can make adjustments on the perspective of the lesson and that way you could see that they were a soulmate teaching you something instead of the soulmate being the title of the book
1: wow that's marion ig kind of said something a little bit about that the expectation of a forever soulmate
0: expectations are tough man because we are projective thinkers right so mm-hmm. because because we are uh, habitual, right? We follow patterns. Remember, we are patternist beings, and we use words like habit and stuff like that. Um, but a habit is just a a, a habit. It is it, a is a pattern, right? It's the same word. Just that the word habit is used more often. But we are patternist, so we tend to project. And so expectation comes with that projection. When, when someone says something and we start heading in a, in a certain direction together, we can expect where we're going to end up. And that's what we look to do. And when it doesn't work that way, it's heartbreaking because we often attach ourselves to expectations and which, which are in fact projections of where we're going, not actual truth of where we're going. So we attach ourselves to things that aren't true and that shit hurts And uh, a lot of of letting go and and perspective shifting has to do with the damage we cause ourselves from unhealthy attachments to expectations, unhealthy attachments to things that just aren't true. Wow. I'm leaving you speechless, Steph. Well,
1: yes, you are. Because it, it, it... It points me to another um, idea here that Sue says on Facebook. She said, uh, you know, well, let me just let me just start out by saying, can you have a soulmate who you're not you're not good for each other? Can you be soulmates with someone you're not good? You're not good for each other. Sue says on Facebook that be careful who you attach to. Some are positive and some are negative.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, you could have soulmates that that that. I, like I said, for me, everyone's a soulmate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So listen, the the dude, we we don't know. If I could say, if I can quote Shakespeare, can I quote Shakespeare stuff? I,
1: I don't think you will, but go ahead. Uh,
0: can I quote <laughs> William Shakespeare when I say we don't know shit? And so, so I listen. I'm telling the story about this airport guy. He he could have just come back from murdering ten people. He oh. he could have he could have burned twelve houses. He's a hitman for all I know. And he was wherever we were flying from. He went over there, killed ten people, and came back. And whatever, however the universe works, he happened to also love his kids. <laughs> like I don't know. Do you know? I don't no. know. But I'm willing to bet that guy's not a saint. I don't care. I don't care. What he was able to teach me in that moment, because it was to me, someone who had a platform, whether he was a murderer or the greatest dad in history and husband in history, doesn't matter. Because the lesson I drew from my interaction with him, even if it was one-sided, has impacted millions of people. And I Mm -hmm. think that sometimes the 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 fact that we don't stay connected to these people helps us get that message don't forget first of all any sort of religious figure we don't know shit about them and the people that impact our society again how deep do you want to go into dr king's personal life or gandhi's personal life or 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 superstars personal life or religious leaders personal lives i i think that the less we know, the more we can focus on their message. I think that there's hmm. that there's something in there. And even I was raised uh, Catholic, and and of course the prominent figure in in Catholicism is Jesus. It's Christianity, right? I think that that's something very telling. That the God of the universe, when telling us the story of Jesus and allowing the story of Jesus to be written in 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 our religious books, I think it's very telling that he's born. And then we don't know anything about him until he's 30.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true.
0: I think that that's very telling. Yeah. If it was important, what was happening from zero to 30, we'd know about it. Don't you think? But it doesn't yeah, matter. I- don't let your history interfere with your destiny. It doesn't matter. And so for me to, to answer, I think you said Sue. Um, yes. Yeah, I think everybody's a soulmate. And could you not be right for each other? Of course some are positive and some are negative. It's what you do with it. The same when people say, write to me, Steve, I'm trying to be an optimist always. I, I, don't. Just take what you are and make something good out of it. Do something productive with it. Just use it. Don't forget, energy is energy. So nuclear energy can light up a city and people could have electricity for for, for little money. We can light up cities, impoverished neighborhoods. We can light up factories that produce food. We could do all these things with nuclear energy. We can launch something to the moon or Mars or back. We can learn wonders if we just harness this energy. We could do amazing things with it. With that same energy, we can also create a bomb and blow up a city. Right. It's, It's how you use it. So for me, when people are like, I don't know how you're so optimistic, first of all, you have not met me. <laughs> I am optimistic in the sense that I think the world is magical. But I yeah. also, when I'm hired for the most part with businesses, I'm I'm what you call the red team. I look and see what can go wrong and why, where the holes in your game are, where, where the disaster the disaster's sitting and waiting. So mm-hmm. I take my pessimism and skepticism, and I use it in a positive way, doesn't mean I try to change myself and only see sunshine and rainbows. If I did see sunshine and rainbows, great, but I don't. So let me use what I am instead of trying to change what I am fundamentally. Let me use it for something empowering. So we need optimists and pessimists, right? The optimist yeah. creates the airplane and the pessimist creates the parachute. <laughs> we we need <laughs> we need that stuff. It's just how you use uh that energy.
1: Oh wow. Well thank you, Sue, for for uh, thank you up Sue for getting
0: was... me started over here. Steph, you we, <laughs> we, we we started this podcast early and now I'm um, now I'm getting I'm getting into it. I like this call in. Do you mind this call in?
1: No, I like it. We'll see Sounds what good.
0: we see what the people yeah. say because I I like this <laughs> yeah. a lot better than just talking into a microphone myself. Um, so if if the people like this, let's keep doing it this way. Uh, that way, I feel like I'm more having a conversation, um, and you really have your pulse on on our social media pages. And and uh, mm-hmm. I like this. I like this a lot. And so even though I wanted our our uh, our latest book to come out um, in a few weeks, I'm excited for it in the summer and. And I'll probably pick a few more fights uh, before it does come out. Yeah. Since you know folks, uh, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness, uh, I pick a couple of fights in there.
1: (laughs) You really do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was quiet for a long time. The guru self-help industry. I was quiet. I throw little jabs here and there. My books have some jabs. Uh, It's uh, people who have listened to my shows and seen. They know how I feel about it. It's got some jabs. This book... I throw some punches. There's, you there's, really do. There's, uh, I pick some fights. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll probably pick a few before it even comes out. Because uh, mm-hmm. why not, Steph? Because why not? Yeah. What else we got <laughs> going on over there?
1: Okay, well, I, I want you to expand on a quote, if if you can. Um, It's a new one. It's, maybe they're a godsend, but don't let that sway you. So was the flood.
0: <laughs> so going back going back to uh going back to what I was saying about energy, right mm-hmm. um I like to look at that, and I think that came from um going back to talking about gurus and stuff, how many times I've heard in my life, "Oh my God, Steve, you're a godsend, oh my God, Steve, you're a godsend," and I would always answer, "Thank you so much, but also so was the flood. So don't don't make me out to be a saint. Just take take the the information you like that I'm saying and and use it to to amplify your own life. You know, take what you need from what I'm sharing the, the scars of wisdom that I share take what you need and let it find your life better, healthier and stronger. There's no need to 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 deify or make me better or worse than than what I am you know i'm one of you i'm out there i've uh, fortunately been able to to take life uh the the majesty of life where i can see where i'm i'm the I've been in heaven and in hell and where, where I'm comfortable with God and the devil and, and use those scars and use those good decisions and bad decisions to, to help others and to be as transparent as I can be um, in, in my own journey. So I think that's good, but there's no reason to ever view me as different. I, 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 I'm a villain in some stories just like you and that's just the way that that goes. Uh, I'm very very blessed that that I'm uh that that I've impacted millions and millions of people around the world. Um but it's through the scars that I've learned of good deeds and bad. So when people would say, "Oh, Steve, you're a godsend." To me it separates them from me, which I don't ever want. Uh, and so I I would always say yeah, thanks, but but so was the flood. And I think that that's important to know because the reason that I found that funny and people find it insightful is because what I'm saying is true. That even in theology, God is capable of incredible miracles of love and compassion, but also atrocious destruction. And so it's up to us in all of those places to find that message in the mess, to find that strength in the struggle, to find that. And, and it's, it's the job of the people with a platform like myself, which is what the problem I have with that guru mentality in the self-help slash spirituality slash religious industry is that they talk about the beauty of the light But nobody talks about the idea that the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. Nobody talks about their own shit. So you keep thinking, oh, these people are great. Why can't I just always be happy? Like I'm telling you when people write to me, I wish I was always optimistic like you. What? You just don't have a camera on me 24 hours a day. You don't have me on my lows. You, don't, you see a lot of the light, but you don't see it that much of the shadow or you scroll past it. Some of my darker posts that you post from some of my darker moments in my life, people kind of scroll by them and wait for me to write something romantic or something like that. But they don't realize that what you just scrolled by is a moment in my life. A moment where, where I could have been like, oh man, I've been down before and I'm going to get up. You think I'm down, but I'm down here doing push ups. Or it could have been a moment of sometimes I wish God would show me the mercy of just ending this. Mm. What more? You know, I've had all of those moments, just like I've had the moments of this is great. You know, if I was, that life is amazing. I'd hear every bird chirping and I think they're singing to me, Stan. And so I've had I've had all those moments, just like most people have. I think that that's really important. So when I when I make fun, uh, I'm sure when you post this, it, it comes with some sort of a uh, laughing face or something, because I make fun because I do think that because of the impermanence of all of us and 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 if you're if you didn't believe the idea of impermanence and how important it is to simplify your life now people have been watching me write simplify your life for about 20 years right and yes. the reason why I'm not stressing over quarantine is because I live a simple life mm-hmm. and and I I don't just write it I live it and so if you've learned anything through this quarantine it's. To, I think I said in the last show, learn the who's who and the what's what. And within that what's what is to say, let me, let, let me simplify my life. Let me realize that, that within the scope of, of humanity, yes, all things, incredible things and negative things are possible. Let me find myself in a situation that when either of those things happen, I'm able to maximize the opportunity of the moment. And for me, uh, laughing about that scope of life and laughing about how, you know, again, I feel like I'm extra theological today, but when God describes himself as the alpha and the omega, it says A to Z. That's everything that there is and everything in between. So, so yes, I, I am the beautiful new flower rising out of the dirt, but I'm also The horrible crime scene. Like I'm also this horrible that like that leaves millions of people crying. Like I'm all of those things, alpha and omega. There is nothing that isn't me. So when I see that, um, I kind of laugh at the scope of life because there is nothing. uh, The, the, the devil, I don't don't remember which book this was in, but the, the devil always has you right where God wants you. Right? So Mm -hmm. there's nothing that can be happening, that God hasn't allowed. And so for me, uh, the idea of that is helps me find humor in every situation and helps me find a positive way to advance from these situations.
1: Right. And that seems like it's a pretty good lesson for people to remember as they're scrolling through social media, Um you, you know how people ask you, How can you be so happy all the time? Just keep in mind that everyone's like you. You have ups and downs. Yeah. Your medicine and poison. Yeah, Just you think like that all else.
0: these gurus figure it out and you're the <laughs> one over here buying their books, like hoping <laughs> that you'll be as great as them. Let me tell you something. Most of those people, you wouldn't even let in your house. Right. Most of those people are completely, utterly full of it and they are. 100% bank on the idea that you need them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're all scrambling selling shit now. Yeah. Look what happens when they just start scrambling and selling shit because they are dependent on you all to be dependent on them. And so don't think you think they figured it out and you didn't. No, everybody the, the, what the only thing they figured out is how to to be like a duck Like a duck, like quack, quack duck. Mm -hmm. You look at a duck and you see it serene. We have a lot of ducks and geese here uh, where I live. And they're just floating on the water, Stuff. It looks so good. It looks so peaceful, floating on the water, majestic even. But underneath, they're paddling like hell. (laughs) And, And that is most of these gurus. And if they were just be honest and say, dude, you know, be honest and be like, dude, yes, this is, this is it. It's out there, but you got to work your ass off. And sometimes things happen. And sometimes you, you get cheated on. Sometimes you cheat and sometimes uh, you get stolen from, and sometimes you steal and sometimes you get angry and sometimes people get angry at you. Just be honest about it. But um, don't think out there that you're buying all these books from people who have it figured out. You don't. And so for our social media, I like it to represent that. And, and, you can scroll past it, but don't worry. The way that this universe works, you'll eventually see it. You know, what I love about our about our pages, Steph, and I've told you this privately, but what I love about our pages is that we don't we don't buy followers or anything like that. We don't sponsor. We don't we don't we don't put any money in our social media. So Our growth is natural, which is why you Mm -hmm. see a lot of these gurus who have like millions of followers, but they have like (laughs) less comments and shares than we do. Right. So so we will have less uh, people who are following the page. But our reach is sometimes a a hundred times what our page count is. That's insane. And that's a reflection of the fact that we're putting out quality stuff. And that mm-hmm. quality stuff, fortunately and unfortunately, happens to be the blood from my soul, <laughs> from <laughs> from experiences I've had. But trying to to bleed on paper as transparently as possible, so people, so it'll resonate with people and they'll share it. So even if you scroll past, you you love the victories. But even if you scroll past some of the defeats and some of the quiet moments and horrible moments uh, that I've shared. Uh, at some point in time when you find yourself in the basement of that kind of thinking, someone will have shared it, who 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 shared it and somehow it'll end up on your timeline there, mm. ready for you to uh, uh to experience and see that that yeah, you're me, and i'm you, and we're in this together
1: Oh, I love it i want to I want to uh it to Cora's question, although you answered a lot of that. I just want to make sure that that we read it. She says, Steve, do you ever feel like you're being labeled? How do you deal with it on a large scale? Right now, I feel like people have labeled me and it really sucks. Please help Cora in Detroit.
0: Um, I I do feel like I'm being labeled. We'll, we're all always being labeled. Again, we're, we're patternists. So we like to put things in places. And so mm. Uh, yeah, we're always being labeled. Um, I feel like it and and I, I used to care so much more than I do now, uh, Cora, uh, because, uh, you know, it's that idea that I used to care what people think until I tried to pay my bills with their opinion, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so for me, even online, I think people have a super unhealthy attachment to social media and online. And, um, for me, if, if I can, if I can erase your opinion by turning off Wi Fi, you don't have that much power over me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's the way, that's the way I look at you You think because people think what they think anyway, like, that's the thing. They think what they think anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, and, and that's been, uh, In a positive and a negative in my own life experience, it's a positive or a negative. And so for me, it's not, uh, yes is the answer to your question, Cora. Uh, but no is whether I, um, how I deal with it is I, I try to ignore it because I don't want to be, when they label me, it's one thing, but when I imprison myself in their label, that's when you're, uh, Steph, can I quote Shakespeare again? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah go for it
0: that's when you're fucked <laughs> is when you allow yourself to live within the confines of how someone else has labeled you and so for me no never again never again will i allow that for myself so uh, I, i'm i'm not to be fit in a box uh i'm i'm not a one-dimensional being uh so i can be all things right i can be the the Mm -hmm. summer breeze i could be the hurricane i could be the serene lake i could be the raging ocean let me be what i am so i can be as you've seen the the gentle poet but i could be a rough warrior i can build i can destroy i can romance i can ravage i can be wise i can be silly so for me I, i don't I don't want to be limited by someone else's label. If they want to limit their experience of me with a label, then that's up to them. But I won't be limited by that, Cora. And and I hope that you uh, have the wisdom uh, to not be limited by other people's, um, wh- what box they put you in, their opinions. Uh, don't let that be anything that fuels you or starves you and most importantly don't let it be anything that imprisons you mm. amen amen we're in church <laughs> we're in church yeah. up in here Steph. Yeah,
1: we are we are i i posted the quote she doesn't have to choose between being gentle or being fierce both exist in nature and both exist in her that's okay she'll know to nourish them both and when applicable did I say that word? Applicable. Like yep. Use, Nailed use it. each unapologetically. Sorry about that. So the, we got a question with that and it's from Tammy in Florida. She says, how can I make sure my daughter grows up to be confident and prepared for the real world?
0: Um, you, you just, I mean, for me, it's, it's, you don't. You, you don't teach that. You, you teach the things that create that. In other words, you, you, it's the idea of you don't teach them how to build a ship. You teach them to love the ocean. Mm. You teach them to yearn for the seas and they'll hmm. build it themselves. And so you, you, how you create someone who's confident and prepared, what brings you confidence and preparedness is information. So you teach them to crave information. teach them to learn, to love learning, to love exploring. Don't do one of these things where parent Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about this a lot, where where you spend the first couple of years uh, teaching your kids how to talk and the rest of their lives telling them to shut up. <laughs> you know and and yeah. don't do that. Ask a million questions. Put down your phone. Can I quote Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I believe this is from Hamlet. Put down your friggin phone and pay attention to your kid. I'm sure Shakespeare said that yeah. and and if you just do allow for the wonderment, allow for the the experience of yearning for more information the experience of yearning and getting more information. Confidence comes with that. Confidence is confidence knowing that you can do something. So if you constantly show them that they want to know something, then they take an action and they know it. They want to do something, they take an action and they do it. That builds confidence. When you kill that, when you say, oh, well, you can't, oh, sure, tell me later, or because, uh, because I said so, like things like that, mm-hmm. that, that's a confidence killer. That may get you out of a series of questions that are annoying, but it also confidence killing. And, yeah. and nothing prepares you more for the real world than being able to find answers to questions you have. Again, we go right back to it. The whole reason anyone's listening to this show or any other podcast or reading books or following pages like mine, it's because you have a million questions and you're seeing if someone else maybe figured it out. So confidence, being able to teach and allow for the structure of learning. In other words, allow for independence of figuring it out. Hey, that's a great question. Let's find out. Why do you think? Oh well, I think this and this. Well, that's great. Well, let's see what it really is, or let's see how close you are. You know, make it something fun. There, I, I've had the opportunity um, to speak at schools for years and years, and and of course, just laws of of, of statistics. I've encountered some incredible teachers, incredible classrooms, and incredible programs, and and. That's what they'll all have. And it's inspirational to see. Let's find out. Let's answer these questions. You asked the question. Awesome. Let's figure out what's the best way to get that answer. And for me, that creates confidence. Uh, there's nothing more confident than that. Um And even just giving the answer or anything like that doesn't create confidence. Because again, all your teaching, remember, we're pattern seekers, all your teaching is that you're seeking someone else for the answer to the question you have. Mm. So teach them to learn. Teach them to seek and find on their own. And that builds confidence. And there's nothing that prepares you more for the real world than that.
1: Wow, right. And without and without limits. Like you've said before, be empowered, you know you know, sending the message of be empowered, but not too empowered.
0: Right. Love yeah. Yourself, but not too much. Right. But well, that's that. That's the, 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 the whole rules we have for girls. You know, that's yeah. that's a social <laughs> thing for girls. Like you're allowed to be empowered, but not too empowered. You're allowed to be you're allowed to dance, but not too much. You're allowed to win, <laughs> but not too much. Like it's it's, it's 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 we have such crazy rules for girls in society. It's so it's it's limiting enough. Don't limit don't yeah. further limit your daughter, uh, by not teaching her to, to learn on her own and to be the, the, the most powerful, uh, thing you can be on this earth is the resource that brings answers to your own questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for me, uh, that's the best way for what that's worth.
1: Right. All right. What else that you got, Steph?
0: Good. We're leaning on an hour here.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, Tammy, for that question, Tammy, Florida. I feel okay, like an so... hour
0: is like the, <laughs> the the ideal podcast time. I think people listen yeah. for an hour. And if you look at like the, the analytics, people will listen mm-hmm. to the complete hour. And if it's an hour and like 20 minutes, they listen for an hour. And if it's two hours, they listen for an hour. <laughs> so, so let's keep this to an hour.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. So there's a uh, a quote I want you to go deeper on, and then we're gonna end with uh, story time with Steve. Steve Reed. <laughs> Steve Reed. We're bringing back Steve
0: Reed. Awesome. <laughs> it's
1: story time with Steve. That's okay. Reeds. Okay. So the quote to expand on is, "Stop expecting you from other people." It's heartbreaking. Also, if you figure out how to do this, teach me.
0: Yeah, that was just a. Um... You know that was just a quote on expectation. Uh, that was a note to myself, for for being the. It's just sometimes, you know, you're just like, oh, I do this to myself again. I, I'm what I said to you before. It's it's you can bend over backwards for someone. You can do everything for them, and 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 they just they zero back, (laughs) you know, there's Mm -hmm. like, you could do a million and they do zero back. And you've seen this written in so many different ways It's everyone experiences this. Don't, you know, don't, uh, don't cross an ocean for someone who won't even step over a puddle for you, you know, like every single (laughs) way that you can see this, uh, explained. So for me, it was, is, it was just that, you know, stop expecting you from other people. They're not me. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and whenever I try to get that, that is heartbreaking because you, you want that. You want that reciprocity in in the sense that I I don't know for everyone else, but for me, it was, I, I, I want you to want for me what I want for you. And the reason I do these nice things for you is because I want that for you. And what breaks my heart is that you don't want that for me. And so that's what it would do. Like, why don't you want that for me? And so that was heartbreaking. And Steph, there is no remedy for that. What I told you before is you might not even be in their equation. Why not? I don't know. That's their life. That's their Plinko, right? (laughs) Life is Mm -hmm. Plinko. It just falls down. and falls where it falls and, and you don't control it. And so that's their thing. So I could either drive myself crazy trying to control something I don't control or I can, you know, try and figure it out like, all right, it's not, I don't know why, But I do know that I don't know why they don't think of me like that, but I do know that they don't think of me like that. So I have to figure out how to make it less heartbreaking and to not take it personally and to recognize that I'm not in the equation uh, is the avenue to do that. And again, if someone found a better way to master that, please teach me.
1: And there you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Are we
0: doing story time with Steve now? Yeah, Steve is this, it's I call it Steve reads because <laughs> what you want me to do is you're taking a popular piece from one of the books and you want me to read it. Yes. Okay. So you call it story time with Steve. I'm going to call it Steve reads because okay. it's it's exactly what I'm doing. So today you have selected <clears throat> fairy tale relationships this actually is the piece that one of our more popular quotes comes from and when you guys hear it you'll know oh that comes from a bigger piece it does and the bigger <laughs> piece it comes from is called fairy tale relationships um let me start i don't mind when people tell me that my relationship ideals are fairy tale if it's a fairy tale to be loved, to be respected, to have passion, a moving and active love, if that's a fairy tale, then yes. If mutual respect, love, lust, and friendship is a fairy tale, then of course. I want to be in love with you, in lust with you, in like with you. It's a multi-dimensional world. Why would I want a one-dimensional relationship? I want love, passion, honesty, and companionship. Sex that drives me crazy and conversation that drives me sane. That's the standard I'm setting. What standard are you setting? Many people make the mistake of expecting others to treat them in a more loving and respectful way than they treat themselves. If you don't love yourself, stop expecting others to. If you don't respect yourself, stop expecting others to. If you don't keep promises to yourself, stop expecting others to. If you're not faithful to your dreams, your goals, and your resolutions, stop expecting others to be. We inspire others to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. The most important relationship you'll ever have is the one with yourself. It's in this relationship that we set the standard for all others. Love, passion, honesty, companionship. I want those kinds of things. If that's a fairy tale, I'll wait for it. I'll cultivate it. I'll create it. Every time I've settled for less, I have felt empty, incomplete, had too much drama, and just didn't feel the wonderful magic of love. Others can waste their time and settle for less, but not me. Never again. Others can think it's a fairy tale to look and look down upon it, but keep this in mind. Every great experience and advancement, from walking on the moon, to airplanes, to video phones, to GPS, to the internet, at some point, these were all considered a fairy tale. It doesn't mean it's not real. It means it is there for you to work towards, to cultivate, and to create. Set this standard and bring this magic into your life.
1: Woo. And that's where I hit the applause button. Yay. And what book is that in? <laughs> uh that's in an upcoming book.
0: Ooh, good one.
1: A, a sneak peek.
0: That's oh, <laughs> that's the one that the the quote the quote is in Unapologetically You. Correct. Yes. And then the piece, I love it. I love it. So um, we're going to do this again. If if the people like it, we'll do this again. You'll send out another post saying, hey, we're going to do a show. Let's add, Let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about business. Let's talk about how people get that mindset. So people have been in quarantine for a while. They've been finding out the who's who and the what's what. You find what you love and what you hate and in qu- moments like this. So let's talk about um, how they can maintain the things they want to change. So right now, people are like, oh, when this goes back to normal, I'm doing this, 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 and this. Awesome. Let's talk about the mindset required to do that and maintain that and, and maintain a lifestyle change and habit change and pattern change so that you never go back into the rut you were in before this pandemic started. I think that's a great thing to talk about as well. Steph, thank you so much for coming and calling in today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's so good to be back.
0: It is good to be back. You take care out there. Is are there, is there snow uh, still on the mountains?
1: <laughs> yeah. There'll Yuck. be snow on the mountains until, I think, July.
0: Until July?
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because elevation is pretty high all right to new york <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well no snow here and um, i nice. appreciate that but uh take care out there be safe uh, thank you so much for coming on, folks. This is the hue. Wait, I was gonna say this is the human experience. This is whispers of genius, echoes of madness. The Steve Maraboli podcast. We talk about the human experience, the length, the depth, and the breadth of the human experience. Check out steve Check out our sponsors and check out the. Uh, eh- Everybody who inspires and empowers you, check out their pages, share their pages, including mine. Thank you so much. Catch you next time.